Hello everyone and welcome to this week's special video cast from Trex and Sci-Fi. I'm Rico, your host. This is going to be uh, show number 228, I believe, for May the 24th, 2009. Going to be kind of a relaxed uh, show this week. Going to cover a little bit of uh, last weekend's Motor City Comic Con that I attended uh, last Saturday. Took a little footage, not a lot. And I'll be talking about that uh, comic show, the annual event here in the Detroit area of Michigan that they have uh, every spring, I guess, uh, for several years now. I think about 10, 12 years or something like that. So uh, it may have been the 10th anniversary this year. I'm not sure. But uh, anyway, I'll be covering that on today's podcast, maybe talk a little bit more about the Trek movie and uh, have a collectible later on to talk about and a lot of other good things. So Sit back, relax, and uh, get ready for the show. You can settle for less than ordinary life. And you feel like you were meant for something better. Something special. You will always be a child of two worlds. The question you face is, which path will you choose? sure hope you know what you're doing. So do I. Either we're going down, or they are. No, 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 no! Buckle up. I like this ship. It's exciting. This film is not yet rated. Well, welcome back, everyone. Uh, first, we're going to just talk about uh, some general announcements related to Treks and Sci-Fi, things I've been up to, you know, besides looking for a new job, uh, <laughs> which is just uh, so much fun. Uh, but anyway, uh, a few other things to talk about. Um, the first thing, I guess, related to the job I wanted to mention, I've talked about this, I think, a couple times on a recent podcast, but uh, I've decided to uh, kind of give a go a little bit to try to... Uh, create sort of a web design business. I've uh, obviously learned a lot in the last four or five years, both from the podcast and even before I started the show about doing websites and you know creating uh, content on the web in different forms. And I've uh, got quite a few examples of that. Uh, I just did one for actually somebody who listens to the show. Hugo, uh, your site looks good, I think. It's uh, His site is over at apertureandlight.com if you want to see a recent site that I developed, but uh, I've started this own little web uh, site business over at uh, the URL for it is radvisions.com. Those are my initials, R-A-D, visions.com. If you go there, uh, the site's pretty well ready, but if anyone watching uh, the, this video cast or who listens to Treks in Sci-Fi or anything like that would like a, uh, you know, a nice little website built for them, I can even host it if you'd like. Uh, for a very uh, low cost compared to a lot of website design places, and I, I work pretty quickly and efficiently, it can be kind of tailored to your specifications. So uh, just check that out. Shoot me an email, uh, and uh, the email for that site that I'm using right now is rick at radvisions.com. So again, if you're interested in having a website, uh, look me up or uh, you know send me some comments about what you think about this, and uh, I'd appreciate it. The other thing I wanted to say about the, the podcast, uh, just give you a little update uh, before uh, even the end of the show, tell you what's coming up on the show. Uh, next week, uh, I'll be looking at a Voyager episode 
Oh, what's the name of it? It's the one with Barkley. It's it's one of the later season episodes. The name is escaping me, but I have that up on the main website. And then after that, the week after, though, in two weeks, the podcast is going to be taken over by Meds, Hawkeye Meds on the forum. One of our UK listeners, longtime friend of the show, he's going to be looking at the classic uh, 60s TV series called The Prisoner, which is a big favorite of mine, and he's volunteered to do a podcast about that. So that's coming up on Treks and Sci-Fi for the next couple of weeks. And then after that, I'll kind of announce what uh, we'll be seeing over, you know, say the first month or so, uh, or four weeks or so after that, four or five weeks. Uh, I'll list that pretty soon, too. Well, what else has been going on with me? I, I did manage to go out and see uh, a couple of things recently this past week. I saw Star Trek uh, again. I saw it in IMAX, uh, finally, which... Uh, you know, I didn't think it was as enjoyable in IMAX as it was in the regular theater. It, uh, it's a bit too big for this movie. There's so much going on in the, in the visuals and the effects going on in this, in this film. I, I didn't enjoy it that much, uh, seeing it in IMAX. I, I usually go see it at a fairly big-sized theater. I've seen it a couple times there now. This was my third time seeing the movie, and you know, two times in a normal theater, and then this time in IMAX. And Again, like I said, I, I, I just... The screen is just a little hard to take everything in at the same time, and uh, I don't know, there was something kind of uh, missing in a way. But I wanted to see it in IMAX since it was the last day of it on Thursday. I saw it over at our, it's kind of in this Henry Ford Museum area in Michigan and Dearborn. There's a nice IMAX theater there. I've seen other movies. I saw one of the Star Wars films in it, and some of the Matrix films. I think two of those I saw in IMAX there, and maybe one of the Harry Potters. Uh, but anyway, uh, it was fun to see again. Uh, it's still a great movie to see multiple times. Uh, I think it, it, you pick up new little things, and uh, there are a couple things I didn't notice the first time I saw it. Uh, but anyway, uh, and then I also went to see the new Terminator movie yesterday, Terminator Salvation. Uh, it, uh, it was pretty good, I thought. Uh, they did a good job. Some interesting things. Uh, not a lot of tie-in to the TV series, I, I, which it didn't really surprise me. Christian Bale was good. The effects, you know, this movie was almost sort of like Transformers meets Terminator a little bit. Uh, oh, that'd be a fun movie to see, right? Transformers battling uh, Terminators in a film, you know, kind of like Alien versus Predator. But uh, but anyway, I thought it was a good movie. They, they did a solid job with it. Christian Bale was good. The, the supporting cast I thought was good. So that's kind of what I've seen in the movie theaters lately. I still have to see Angels and Demons. I want to see that. Uh, and then there's that new Pixar movie coming out next weekend, Up, which looks pretty good. Uh, lots of stuff, of course, still to see for this summer. Lots of big movies coming out that I know we're all going to be enjoying and seeing very soon. Okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. Are we about to get it just a little hot and sweaty in this hoop? Baby. Ladies, let's go. Soldiers, let's Balls. go. Let me talk to y'all and just, you know, give you a little situation. Listen, listen. You see the get hot every time I come through when I step up in the spot. Make the place sizzle like a summertime cookout. Proud for the best chick. Yes, I'm on the lookout. So banging, shorty like a belly dancer with it. Smell good, pretty skin, so gangster with it. No tricks, only diamonds under my sleeve. Give me the number, but make sure you holler before you leave. I know you like me. I know you like me. I know you do. That's why whenever I come around, she's all over you And I know you want it It's easy to see And in the back of your mind, I know you should 
girlfriend was hot like me Don't you wish your girlfriend was a freak like me Don't you Don't you Don't you wish your girlfriend was raw like me Don't you wish your girlfriend was fun like me Motor City Comic Con now. I went to this last uh, Saturday, which would have been, I think, May 16th, 2009. Here's the actual, uh, I don't know how well you'll be able to see this. That's the that's the program book that they have, uh, uh, that they showed us, showed us, gave us <laughs> at the Motor City Comic Con. You can see Carrie Fisher, uh, Princess Leia, is on the cover. She was one of the featured guests, and I'm going to comment about that in a minute. Here's my uh, official uh, press pass. 
Pretty cool, huh? I guess so I got in uh, as press from Trex in Sci-Fi. <laughs> Which, uh, yeah, it was nice to get in that way and uh, saved me a few bucks anyway. Um, but, um, yeah, so they had Carrie Fisher there. Uh, this, I, I've gone to this thing a number of years. This is actually the first time I try to get in as a press uh, member to, uh, to talk to different people and, you know, get in, uh, you know, rather than pay my, it's only cost 20 bucks for the day, but uh, still, it was nice to get in a little bit to, more cheaply. Uh, but overall, I mean, th this, this convention in Michigan, there's a pretty big comic uh, fan uh, base here in Michigan. So these conventions get pretty well visited. They're pretty busy usually. Uh, they had a lot of people here. They had a couple of Battlestar Galactica guys. Uh, played the, the guy who played Chief and uh, who else uh, was there? Chief Tyrrell. Uh, I'm blanking on these guys' names. I should look up the uh, the guest list here. It would probably be better. Doug Jones. Here we go. Doug Jones from Hellboy, who played Abe Sapien. Uh, he was also in Pan's Labyrinth. Uh, who else? Yancey Butler was there. Uh, Gil Gerard, uh, who played Buck on the old Buck Rogers TV show, along with Aaron Gray which I've got some footage from them talking uh, that I recorded off the streaming website, which I'll talk about, too, in a minute. Uh, they were there. Uh, Bruce Davison, who was most recently in the new Knight Rider series. Uh, Michael Hogan, yeah, uh, Colonel Ty uh, from uh, Battlestar was there. Catherine Hicks, who was in Star Trek IV The Voyage Home and Seventh Heaven was there. Uh, they had a lot of guests. Catherine, Catherine Bach, the old uh, one. Uh, Daisy Duke from, uh, well, I, she is a little older now. <laughs> Daisy Duke from the old Dukes of Hazard. Oh, uh, who else? Uh, who else was the guy? Who was the guy I was blanking out on uh, for the other Battlestar? Uh, I think his name is is it Aaron or something like that. Anyway, he plays Chief Tyrrell. He was there. And Garrett Wong uh, from Star Trek Voyager. Ensign Kim was there. Uh, a good a good lineup. They had Christy Swanson, the original Buffy from the uh, the movie that they did. Uh, John Schneider, uh, who was on Smallville and on the old Dukes of Hazard, so it was a big uh, turnout for guests. But, and that's going to be kind of what I'm going to focus on uh, talking about the show here a little bit. That, and that was kind of one of my disappointments. I've gone to this thing for a number of years, and typically what they do is they have a big dealer's room, and the guests are on tables around the perimeter of it. You can kind of go up, get their autograph. Usually, they expect some kind of a donation uh, to do that, and you know. Usually it's like $20, frankly, something like that. And it used to be pretty flexible. It used to be, well, you donate what you want to donate. Because most of these guests are just basically given expenses to come in, I think, for the weekend. They don't, um, they don't actually pay most of them. Maybe some of the top people, like Carrie Fisher, gets, a, gets some kind of a fee also. But uh, typically the other people are just, their expenses are paid for. Their, their room in, uh, you know, the room at the hotel their airfare and that. Uh, I could be mistaken on some of this, but I think in general that's what I've heard. They just get their expenses so that in order to make a little bit of money for themselves, you know, they usually kind of charge for an autograph. So you stand in line, and I've done it before. I've gotten a few people's autograph and kind of given them some money, uh, you know, for that. But like I said, it used to be kind of a little less formal. You could kind of give them, you know, 10 bucks maybe, 5 was a little bit on the low side, and 20 you know, is kind of where it's gone to. Now it's just basically flat out they expect at least $20 kind of a thing or $25. Sometimes it's more. Uh, Carrie Fisher had a huge line and this is what I want to talk about the most. She had a huge line for autographs. I heard they were costing $40 
And all you really basically got for that was a quick run by her, her where they had her in this uh, at this table. She'd sign it. I don't think she was actually personalizing anything. It was just Carrie Fisher on a picture, $40, goodbye. You didn't really get a chance to interact with her much. And again, I understand she's popular and all, and I know why they do this, but I thought it was kind of a little unfair to the other people there because you never really got to see her unless she stood in this huge line. That, and that's my biggest beef about this convention this year especially is most of these people did not give any kind of a talk. Carrie Fisher especially, I thought, would have some kind of a, a talk where they'd be in a big room and they'd talk about you know whatever they, projects they've worked on and what they've got going on now. But none of that happened this time. They had a few panel uh, discussions like this, like uh, Gil Gerard and Aaron Gray from Buck Rogers gave a little talk for a little while. And they actually streamed some of these talks online, and that's how I uh, grabbed what they did that way. But overall, it was kind of uh, disappointing. I got to grab, uh, excuse me for a minute, I'm going to pause this. <laughs> All right, I'm back. I had to pause it to get a drink. So anyway, I was saying, in the past, the, the Star Trek celebrities, other big stars, usually would give some kind of a talk, a question and answer session. But that really was kind of missing this year, especially with some of the celebrities. Like, they had two people, plus uh, the, the girl that played Cat on uh, Battlestar. I forget what her, the actress's name. So they had three pretty good people from Battlestar Galactica, which just ended its, you know, great, uh, you know, series-ending, you know, finale was in March. And they didn't give a talk at all. Not any of the days, nothing listed, which I was just shocked about. I mean, I know there would be a lot of Battlestar Galactica fans there, and I'm not really sure how this is decided, like who talks, who doesn't talk, who gets a room to do it in or whatever. I don't know if it's the convention that sets that up or if it's the people say, hey, I'd like to do a Q&A. Uh, can you set it up for me? I'm not sure. So if I, I'm not really sure if, I, if the blame lies in the people that running, are running the convention or the guests, and they didn't really want to talk. So it's hard for me to say, you know, who's at fault with this. But either way, I think it, it should be corrected. In other words, like, say the celebrities didn't really want to talk. I think some of these big names, especially there, should have been a little more encouraged to give some kind of a talk, uh, especially the Galactica guys, Carrie Fisher and that, by the convention people. And, it, you know, if they were reluctant for some reason. Now, if the convention people decided who was going to give a talk and who wasn't, if it was their decision, well, they really goofed up, in my opinion, this year, and it really kind of disappointed me that, especially somebody like Carrie who was there, who I've never really seen uh, a lot in person, you know, for her to give a little talk about Star Wars, I know she does She does it at conventions. I think she's done it at the Comic-Con in San Diego before, Star Wars Celebration, I know they do that. You know, may, maybe they just are tired of it, I don't know. She's had a few guests spots not too long ago on, on shows and things too. So I mean she's got stuff she can talk about. She writes books and things. Uh, but again overall this this con just really kind of was it was very uh, business like and, and not as nice and personal as these shows have been in the past. I, I found at least uh, to be the case. Uh, I'll give you another example. I they One of the people talking was Christy Swanson, you know the Buffy from the movie and I went to her talk, and they announced in the announcement uh, that no one was supposed to take any video uh, while these guests were talking on the, at the talk. That's all they said was video, and that's pretty common and pretty typical uh, for them to announce things like that. 
they didn't say anything about photographs. Now, a lot of these stars had these photo op sessions set up where you actually had to pre-reserve. It, was it wasn't just come by their table, say hello, get an autograph and a picture with them. It was a special one with a nice backdrop, a professional photograph with you and a celebrity, which cost, you know, varied anywhere from, I think, 25 up to a lot more. For Carrie Fisher had like 300 spots they were giving away for that. Uh, but they, I was at the Christy Swanson thing, and I was kind of standing over the side. I was just taking a couple of still photographs. I'll actually try to slide them into this video. But a guy comes up and taps me on the shoulder, and, and he says, well, she's asked for no photography of any kind, even though all the people in the room are all snapping pictures off. I don't know. I was easy to get to because I was over kind of in the back and to the side. Maybe that's why he found me and, and said it to me, and I kind of said, you know, quietly. I wasn't trying to make a, a fuss, but... I said they kind of announced that she didn't want video, but they didn't say anything about pictures. And then he said, oh, yeah, they, you know. And now part of me understands this whole situation. These people are trying to make some money, so maybe they figure if you get a picture this way, you won't do it their, their paid way. Uh, but, you know, most people have paid to get into this thing, too. And if they nickel and dime you 10 bucks here, 20 bucks there for a photograph, it, it adds up. And I don't think people have an extra, you know, couple hundred dollars laying around to, to get photo or a not photos, just but autographs and everything of celebrities these days. I, I don't know. I just it it, it just kind of leaves a bad taste in my mouth. I mean, aren't they there to sort of promote themselves? You know, have some interaction with fans, and it's it's just a little disappointing. So uh, I was a little disillusioned. You know, I was glad that I got in for free, kind of with a press pass, but. It, it was a, a kind of a sad situation. So that's all I'm going to say. I mean, there was a lot of great stuff you could buy there. And if you hadn't been in the past, uh, you know, you could see some celebrities and things. Uh, you know, they had some older ones. Julie Newmar from Batman was there. Really pretty surprising. I don't know. Is she 80-some years old now? Uh, she still looks as thin as ever. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I ran into a few people that I knew. Actually, somebody I used to work with uh, I, I ran into there. So, uh but uh, overall, it was it was kind of a not as much fun as I've had in the past. And, you know, maybe that was just me. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not sure. So I just thought I would share those thoughts with you. And now stand by. I'm going to show you a little footage that I took. Like I said, it wasn't a lot. Uh, but And then I'll probably play a little of this Buck Rogers and Aaron Gray interview uh, that I captured off their streaming. That's the other thing they started this year. You could kind of watch this for free online, at least the talks that they were giving. So that was kind of cool, and I might just do that next year. Who knows? But anyway, here's some video now from Motor City Comic Con 2009 edition. Watch this.
Sheldon would be in heaven with all those shirts and stuff. Yeah. What's your name? Petamama or Mamma Petamama. Where are you going? <laughs> you smell like burnt bacon.
Good afternoon. I was wondering where that voice came from. I stole the mic over here. I see that. How are you doing this afternoon? God, I can't see everybody. Yeah, you, I like being up high, then I get to look down. Well, okay, stand up. that's better. That's better. Yeah, Is it okay if we stand up? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm standing. <laughs> Felix, stand up, would you? What? I can't hear you. I said stand up. He has such a tiny voice, it's amazing. What? Shut up. <laughs> Take the mic. Felix never uses it, so I'm okay. okay. Here. What? You never say anything. One then shut up and talk. Well, give it to him. Give it to him. Does anybody have? Uh, a, we like to start with questions. That's why it's called a Q and A. You ask the questions, we don't answer them. Nobody? Ah. Uh, excuse me. Sorry. What are our current projects? Questions can be. You know what? Whether it be entertainment or charity work. There you go. He, I, I, go ahead. Entertain him charitably. Okay. I will. Okay. All right. Thank you. <laughs> um, currently in my life, I have a movie coming out in about probably a couple of months. It's called Dreams Awake. It's been in production for a while, and it's finally coming out. They've locked the film. They're doing the composing right now on the film. So if you want to Google Dreams Awake, that's a film coming out. Um, I, I, my charity work, if you come by our tables, you'll see that we take pictures for charity. The charity's Haven House. It's a battered woman shelter. It's the first battered woman shelter ever created in the United States. It was created in 1964. I've been on the board of the directors, and now I'm on the advisory board, so I know where all the money goes. So that's why I feel very confident about raising money. I know the work that they do. I've been to the shelter many times. To I, I'm just waiting for a smart-ass remark. <laughs> it's where I get all my dates. <laughs> um, and uh, I also have a, uh, a video game coming out in June. It's a Ghostbusters video game, and I play the Spider Witch, uh, which is, a, I should have brought one of the character um, images that I just recently got, but she's a really a fun character. She goes something like this. Oh, yes. Oh, I like you. I had so much fun doing that. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I have to go back to my room now. <laughs> and then for my, the regular time of my life, I also am his agent. I have a company called Heroes for Hire. And I book celebrities and personal appearances around the world, so... And whose fault is it that you're doing this? It's all his fault. <laughs> Swear to God. I, I had got, I was been asked to do a, go to a convention, and he called me up and he said, What are you doing? And I said I was going to this fan convention. He said, Well, I want to go. And I went, Okay, I'll call the promoters, and, you know, I'm sure they're going to want Buck Rogers. And he said, And I'll pay you 10%. And I went, Oh, don't be ridiculous. You know, he's just a friend. I'll, I'll make the call. No big deal. I said, No. It's a lot of work, and I'll pay you 10%. And we argued for a while. He won, of course. And um, st started my company, because then the next week he went and played golf with Mark Singer, who was the Beastmaster. And then Mark called up and said, well, I want to go. <laughs> and I went, okay, it's 10%. <laughs> and the rest, he as they say, is history. He teaches well. Especially women. Yes, sir. 
Yeah. Because we had a really crappy executive producer. He asked why we, why this show changed in the second year. We had a guy named John Mantley who was the executive producer that year. Uh, he was called, not kindly, Lord John. He was an asshole. And I you loved him to death. Here. Not. Okay. Uh, yeah. No, I, I actually went in and had a meeting with him before the series ever started the second year. And I said, uh, you know, basically what you're doing is a cheap rip off of Star Trek. What the hell are you doing? And, you know, he just didn't care. He actually laughed about the fact that the, you know, the Time of the Hawk, which was the first episode of the two hour uh, lead in for the second season, he laughed about the fact that, that uh, it was actually a rip off of a, of a Gunsmoke script that he had written in which uh, uh, Marshall Dillon, of course, and Buck Rogers were the same. And Michael Ancero played the Apache chieftain uh, to Hawk's character, Hawk. And Barbara Luna, sound familiar? Played the Indian princess and Hawk's wife. And he could, he was like, oh, I can't believe it. I'm actually casting the same woman as the, in the same role after, you know, however many years it was since he had done it. See, the man had no respect for his audience. And no imagination. Plus, right. he, was, he, he, he was considering firing me for the second season. He was at, yeah. thinking of not bringing me... Hello? Are you reading my fan mail? Do you, you know? Yeah. Just bring back the suits. That's all they care about, you know? <laughs> yeah, so they put him in... So they he put her in uh, what we used to call Dairy Queen in yes. Space. Yes. Her outfit. With the little hat, you know? All yeah. they needed was the, the roller skates roller and, skates, the, and yeah. the tray. You know? Hi, Buck. Like a malt? <laughs> Here, suck on this. No. Oh. Okay. oh. <laughs> now I really do have to go back to my room. Oh my God. Sorry. That brings back memories. <laughs> it's, I'm sorry. It's a family show. I, I apologize. Are there any? Okay. Oh, there's a very small child back there. I'm, I'm, now I'm embarrassed. Well, there's still the stereotype out there that we're a bunch of geeks who live in our parents' basements. 35-year-old living in the mom's basement. Yes. Uh, that's the typical stereotype. I'm in my mid-30s and I still read comics and I tell people that I read comics and they look at me sideways. You know, I don't volunteer that I play D&D because, you know, people do sometimes look at you like, hmm. Today I'm dressed up as a Jedi Knight. Jedi Knights are the uh, guardians of peace and justice and uh, in a time like this I think we need uh, more of them. A lot of us are geeks who live in our parents' basements, but, you know, we're harmless. We don't walk around with uh, propellers on top of our hats. It's not really anything to be ashamed about. Yes, I make lightsabers in my basement. I don't care who knows. We do it because we like it, not as much as because somebody else likes it. If they want to have fun, dress up as a Klingon, why not, you know? You may think I'm a geek or a loser, but I'm having fun at it. It's, it's what makes me happy, and, I, you know, I, I could be spending my money on crack. Ordinary, common, average, run-of-the-mill, these are synonyms for, for normal. Who the hell wants to be average? I know that I'm a loser, I know that I'm a geek, but it makes me happy. <laughs> hey. A little uh, collectible review, uh, a video style one, uh, which should be fun. This is the last. I, I've looked at the uh, two of the movie props uh, that Playmates put out, the toy props uh, from the new movie. I did the tricorder and the phaser so far. Now we're going to talk about uh, the new uh, the new communicator, which I have right here. 
I don't know how well you're going to hear that noise, but uh, this is the uh, new, uh, you know, very reminiscent of the original series style communicator. And there are two little lights. I may have to turn off the lights or, or do it manually. Here, this is what we'll do. We'll hold it up to the camera like this, and then I'll just kind of lift it. Pretty cool, huh? <laughs> anyway, this... Uh, this is the uh, again the the movie prop uh, and I think again I think all of these Playmates uh, pieces are just a little bit smaller than what the true prop would be. I, I, it's not like it's even half scale. It's probably like about ninety percent scale. I don't know. I'd say this just seems a little small to me in my hand. I have fairly big hands, but it, I don't know. I'm gonna have to check into that a little bit more. Maybe if somebody like a Master Replicas or QMX or some other company eventually does a, a full one-to-one -one scale replica, maybe we'll have a better idea of how close these are to the original, uh, you know, prop size. But there's the little Federation symbol inside. It's all, it's pretty much plastic construction. It's got this sort of, I don't know what this is supposed to look like, you know, kind of an outer space galaxy little uh, look on the in the center area there. And then there's the, the kind of Delta Shield on, on the face of it. Uh, it's a pretty nice piece, actually, I think. Whoops. And then it, uh, of course, makes sounds. It kind of has these two little blue LED lights when you open it up. And it also plays two uh, movie uh, sounds. Kirk Enterprise! We're falling without a chute! Beam us up! That's pretty good. And here's another one. Kirk Enterprise, get us out now! And it also comes with a little holder. This is, you know, if you saw in the movie, I think Spock, you see it the best when he's going down to Vulcan. He's, he puts on the little the belt, uh, slips in a phaser, and then he's got his communicator, and it fits into this little uh, kind of holster mechanism kind of like that. And I think, you know, what you could do with this, I don't know if you could slide it through a belt if you were going to do a costuming thing. You could even mount it on the wall and kind of hook it up on the wall or something like that. It's, it's pretty neat, but uh, when is some company going to come out with a you know and i know there have been some reports and i've seen some things online but when is a company going to come out with something that is a real working cell phone it completely like one of the you know style communicators from say the original series or even the movie one you know the movie is pretty popular right now maybe this would take off i don't know i guess they'd have to change it although if you really wanted more cell phone functions you could have a slide out back or keyboard or something like that and still make it look like the prop it's very easy something they could do and it would probably sell real well i remember when the matrix came out uh, that movie came out and they had that cell phone in the matrix which wasn't that different than a normal cell phone and they kind of released a special edition of that although i don't think that was ever a working phone i'm trying to recall but uh, anyway so here's the playmates communicator from the movie wait, wait. let's try this again all right beam me up None shall pass. Hey, uh, I'm back, and uh, this uh, this little wooden uh, staff thing here, I got it from the Renaissance Fair many years ago in uh, Michigan here. It's pretty cool. I, I've liked this a lot. I used to use it when I would, you know, some of the costumes I wore at Halloween and stuff, uh, but it's really made out of, a, you know, real wood branch here, all kind of uh, finished, and, and this face is carved in it. It's a really cool thing. 
Not that it has anything to do with Treks and sci-fi, really, but, you know, we, we talk about fantasy from from time to time, which reminds me, i really got to cover Lord of the Rings and the movies and everything uh, sometime on the podcast. It's such a, a daunting task. I'd probably have to do it at least uh, one movie at a time. All right, so we've come to the end of this edition of Treks and Sci-Fi. Uh, I hope you enjoyed uh, this little look at the Motor City Comic Con and other things uh, going on with Treks and Sci-Fi and, and, and other little uh, projects uh, like uh, my web design uh, business and everything like that. So uh, that's about it, folks. Next week I'll be back with uh, the Voyager episode. Uh, and uh, what else did I want to say here at the very end? Oh, thanks for watching. And if you haven't uh, gone over to iTunes lately and put a review up for uh, Treks and Sci-Fi, please do so. Those are always uh, greatly appreciated, and uh, I love seeing those and reading what you have to say about uh, the podcast. So uh, check out the main site if you haven't been in there in a while, or the forum if you're not a forum member, you should be. Got a lot of new people on there due to the Star Trek movie, I think, and uh, some good conversations and always some interesting things going on over on the forum. Like the RPG game just ended Season 9, and uh, think about uh, joining up for Season 10, which should be starting in a few weeks. So this is Rico signing off for this week. I'll talk to you again real soon. Bye-bye, everyone. Chris Pine from the new movie Star Trek. Check this out. The USS Enterprise goes where no man has gone before. So who runs this ultimate starship? Here's your guide to who's who on the crew. There's Montgomery Scott, chief engineer. I'm giving her all she's got, Captain! He can get anyone, anywhere. How did you manage to beam aboard this ship? Well, don't answer. It's a little technique called beaming. That's exciting. Chief Medical Officer McCoy can diagnose any ailment. You got numb tongue? Numb tongue? I can fix that. And find a remedy. Ow! Stand still! Ow! Stop it! And leading the team is Captain James T. Kirk. And we're going down. Fire everything! Oh, they are. He likes to run things his way. Or are you afraid of murder? I will not allow you to lecture me. No one will stop me. Check them out in the new movie, Star Trek, in theaters May 8th, rated PG-13.